Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to a brand new extra special episode of Tender Loving Care with your host myself Pauline and my darling Kate. Kate and I have decided we cannot not discuss the latest show that is airing in the 90 Day Fiancé franchise which is 90 Day Fiancé. As you probably know our podcast Tender Loving Care which is available on all podcasting platforms has a new episode each Wednesday. In that episode we break down a show from the TLC and Discovery Plus network past or present. We deep dive and discuss the glorious chaos. We also have a show that comes out every Friday in which we discuss in depth the beauty of the current Bravo airing shows. But we've decided to watch even more TLC and get in on the new season of 90 Day Fiancé and Lisa, some more content for you, our beautiful Trash TV loving listeners. Hello, it's me and not Kate. So guys, I just want to say, unfortunately, this is another show that it's solo. It is just moi. But, 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 Kate is going to be back this week. We're going to welcome her back into our bosom, back into the breast of reality TV. So have no fear, you'll only be hearing my (laughs) tones um, solo on this episode one more time and then we will be welcoming back our darling Kate. So I just wanted to give you an update um, and let you know about that. So let's get into some other housekeeping things and updates for the pod. Firstly, a massive, huge, big shout out thank you to our gorgeous, gorgeous listeners, all of you for listening, and especially to the ones that have reached out to us on our Instagram, Tender Loving Care Podcast. <laughs> I mean, the amount of t- I'm literally on that Instagram account much more than I am on my own one, and I still can't remember the handle, and it's the name of my podcast. I mean, really, woo. Tender Love and Care podcast. Um, You've been DMing us your Spotify roundup of the year and the ones, Lauren, thank you so, so much. It was so gorgeous to get that from you. Sarah or Sarah, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Thank you so much for yours. We reposted it all on our Instagram um, showing that you guys are listening to the pod. It was your number one podcast that you listened to throughout the year on Spotify. And to see that means so, so much. So thank you very, very much, guys. I can't believe we're in December. We're actually in December. I am at the point where I have still, I've written the names down on a piece of paper of who I need to buy gifts for. And that's as far as I've got. But for me, honestly, that's a massive, massive feat. So 
I think that I'm doing pretty well in my preparation for getting presents and sorting things out for Christmas and my plans for New Year's Eve. I'm For New Year's Eve, as I told you guys before, I'm staying in LA for Christmas this year and New Year's Eve. Um, and I am having a dinner on New Year's Eve with a group of people and it's quite a large group of people and we have to book a table <laughs> for New Year's Eve, one of the most busiest times to book a table for. And uh, that table has yet to be booked. <laughs> so I am scrambling. If you guys have any suggestions and you live in the LA area of a great restaurant that you think I should go to for New Year's Eve, it's going to be a group of about 11 of us. Please let me know. I would deeply appreciate your help on all of this. And also if you want to go and buy all of the Christmas presents that I need to buy, that would be helpful too. All right, a little bit of um TLC news I know I was like going to sleep and I saw this as I'm scrolling through Instagram which I have to stop doing before I go to sleep it's really it's too much too much um but I saw that Amy Slayton of a thousand pound sisters has a new boyfriend and she's fully in love she's got like Instagram official with him and he was there was a picture of him like holding each because of course she has two kids which I always forget holding one baby in one arm and one in the other um very proudly as the stepdad or soon-to-be stepdad or mum's boyfriend I don't know what it is but if anybody else got their eyeballs on that and it wasn't just a fever dream of mine uh that was interesting that was interesting don't know who he is haven't got a lot of information about him but um it looks like she is certainly certainly moved on from hubby michael i mean the fact is that she lives in the tiniest town like there's like 300 people or something in her town and she's able to find another boyfriend good for her good for her um another thing that popped up it's not in the tlc world but it is in the bravo world did everybody see that out of nowhere out of the blue leah mcsweeney who was on real housewives of new york and failed miserably and did a really bad job on there started an OnlyFans so it like popped off somebody on Instagram had paid the 15 bucks what it is to go on the OnlyFans and listen it's not the fact that someone has an OnlyFans because it's it's more remarkable if people on television don't have an OnlyFans these days but the photos that emerged from it are like oh Oh, no, Leah. No, 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 no. She's very attractive. She's got a banging body. She seems very comfortable in her body. So more power to her, whatever. But it's one of the photos that leaked. I did put it on her Instagram. Was her on <laughs> on all fours in front of a mirror. Like, look, but looking back at the mirror with her hand really awkwardly holding the phone to get the reflection in the mirror of her butt naked and and saying I like it <laughs> I like it from the back I'm sorry I if you're going to launch an OnlyFans and she has money okay she can hire someone put the phone on a stand even just a topless photo of her would have been like that she that just the the, the she could have just set up the camera and, and put a timer on it would have been better than this her face looked deeply confused at what she was doing in this shot and so of course I put it on our Instagram and then kept zooming in on her face because I just thought it was remarkable content um so that was blowing around everywhere and everyone was like oh my god she's got OnlyFans but it was just the type of photo she chose to put up there are very poorly done very poorly done so I confused to what she's doing but god bless her i hope she makes a ton of money off it um anyway i, I i'm scouring because i like to start every one of these episodes with you know tlc news but i don't really have a lot to be to be honest um i mean that's really it i i think we should just get into the 90 day world because there's a lot going on with that so let's get into it guys um we are going on to we're obviously in season 10, we're on episode 9, to have and to hold of 90 Day Fiancé. So we see this week, everyone apart from, we get a break from Gino and Jasmine, which 
we need it. We do need a break from those two. We've got a break from them and we've got a break from Clayton and Anna Lee, which I don't necessarily think is a break. I just don't think those two have a lot of content, which they should do. Hello, his mum lives in a closet. He dresses up as guinea pigs and chihuahuas. Like that's, that's content for me. That is content. But we didn't see them either. So I don't really know why, but we were introduced to a new couple. Now, I had said last week that I was so surprised that they're bringing this couple in so late in the season. I mean, on episode nine. I think there's, I think, as I said before, the only reason you bring in a couple very, very late in the game is because there's probably going to be zero content with them. There's not going to be a lot of a storyline or one of them goes back to their country or they break up very, very quickly. I don't know what it's going to be, but let's get into them. We meet Sam, 30, from Missouri. Wow, he's 30? Sorry, I'm just looking at his age. He could have passed for 15. I mean, I mean, he has all these tattoos, but that, if you took all these tattoos away, he really could have passed about 15. Um... And he's in love and engaged to Citra, who's from Indonesia, and she's 26. So we meet Sam in Missouri. And he started by saying sleeping in his car. And I thought, oh, is he kind of, is he at that, is he, knows, is he experiencing like homelessness? But what he was saying is that he um, works for an online retailer, aka Amazon. Um, and I think he goes between two jobs. So to drive back home and go to the next one is too much. So he just, he sleeps in his car during that point, going between the two jobs. But he does live at home with his dad, I think we see next week. Um, so we meet him and we, he's got quite the story. So he tells us that at 15, I believe he said he had an accident, or did I just make that up? I think he said he had an accident and he got hooked on pain medication at 15. So he said he had, you know, he was he was in the grips of addiction from 15 to 22. And at 22, he became clean and sober. And he's 30 now, so for eight years he's been clean and sober, which is a massive 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 accomplishment so more power to him um he says there were relapses a few times but he's clean and sober now and doing very well and he's working these jobs so i think we're going to dive more into that whole story a little bit later but that straight off the bat was like wow he good for him and he's working really hard he's working these two jobs and he was on um on a uh, online dating app. Sorry, I'm looking at my notes here and some of them are unclear, un unclear. And you know what guys, I'll be real with you. <laughs> I'll be real with you why some of these notes are unclear. I, <laughs> I did watch, I came, I knew I, okay. I knew I had to record the pod, right? And I wanted to get it done early. I had also, gone out and was with my friend and we we ended up like talking for like five hours and drinking wine and then I came home and was like shit I need to watch 90 day fiance and take notes so I'm gonna let you know some of these notes they don't make a whole lot of sense I do remember I remember watching the show and I did have to rewatch a bit um today but I will tell you that the wine was flowing Elvino did flow and I was making some notes that now I am trying to, I'm having a hard time remembering exactly what they relate to. So bear with me on this, but no, I've got here. Yes, he relapsed a few times and then he's clean and sober and he met Citra on a dating app and it, and according to my notes, um, it says that they met after, um, two years, two years. Oh, I, and then this is my next note. Wow, guys, you're in for a treat with some of these notes this week. So I write, I'm writing the notes they met after two years, after the dating app. And then I just put, can I say I love him? <laughs> and then I've got lives with dad who believes in aliens. All right, I'm, did I make any of this up? How strong was this wine I was drinking? Okay, so they meet, he does go to Indonesia um, I remember Citra, Citra is Muslim 
and her mother has passed away. This is a lot of information I've got written down here. Um, but uh, he went over there. They do not believe in sex before marriage. So they haven't been intimate, as they like to say on this. They haven't been intimate. But um, he did propose. Um, and we are now in the midst of waiting for Citra to come from Indonesia over to Missouri to be with Sam. And Sam is looking to convert to Islam. Um, I They were on a FaceTime call and um, Citra was saying, you know, my dad is coming a few days later and we need to get married in two weeks. So, you know, Sam was like, what? He's, she's like, yeah, my dad's coming a couple of days after to make sure we don't get up to anything. Um, and then we need to get married in two weeks while he's still here. So we need to, while he's here, we have to get married. There's no 90 days. It's getting married while my dad's still here. And, and her dad was a cop. That was the other thing as well. That was the other thing. Then I have a note, lives with dad, believes in aliens, and once saw a UFO. Please let me know if that was a wine-induced uh, comment or that was an accurate comment. I believe it was accurate. I do believe, but I want to know more about that. I want to know about the aliens. I want to know about what UFO Sam saw. There's a lot to dive into with him. So I don't know why they held him back for so long when we're having a storyline like this, you know? Um, but I don't know what's going to happen to this. I wonder if it's, you know, you remember when we did 90 Day Fiance UK and there was Bridie. Remember Bridie, um, the English girl, and she was in love with, don't ask me his name, I've completely forgotten it. But she like disappeared halfway through the season as well. And we never finished her story. So I will see what goes on with Sam and Citra because surely we've only got, what, five episodes left? Maybe, no, probably less than five. Maybe like four episodes left. Anyway, that was our introduction to Sam and Citra. And I am looking forward to them. I want to know more about the UFOs and the dad. I really hope the dad is like a massive enthusiast, like out in the desert, camping out, watching the skies, you know, probably going to get a, get a show on TLC now because about chasing aliens, um, he can join up with the Bigfoot people, but who knows? Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how these guys get, get along. Absolutely. Um, so that's Sam and Citra, and we see next week that's meeting Citra at the airport, so she definitely ends up in, definitely ends up in, uh, in the US, so let's see. Alright, um, that was Sam, let's guys go to, um, Nick and Devon. So we saw Nick from Korea last week coming to Arcan Arkansas. Every week, guys, every week I have to see Arkansas. I, Arkans I, I look at the word and I, it's as though I cannot compute how to pronounce it. So we see Nick coming to Arkansas and, um, oh, I've just seen one of my notes. Sorry, guys, rereading these notes is much of a shock to me as it is to you. So I've got, I've just got written here. Is she allowed to open her mouth wider than an inch? I'm sorry. Listen, I'm sorry. I don't, that's, that's not, that's very unfair. Blame, blame the red wine. That was an unfair comment. I am not liable for it. <clears throat> so they're driving to Arkansas. Um, they, I just put here, the people greeting her were a lot. Um, but she got in and I wrote, there was a fat cat though. This is painful. Guys, I do it. You need to get, some type of uh, refund um, for listening to this this week because these notes are bloody awful. So apparently there was a fat cat that I was obsessed with. Great. I do remember this. They, so they, they're back in the town, they're back at Devon's house and they're going through her small town and they're going through the art alley and Devon's showing Nick kind of a mural or paint or something that she did up on the wall and it looks like there's about two people in the place, the entire town. I mean, wow. And it, then, then he spots something that's called White County. And he says, what? What's that? And she goes, oh, it doesn't mean what you think it means. And he's like, really? Are you sure? And I just wrote, I can't get my mind or eyeballs around what small town America is. But please invite me because I want to be in one of these teeny tiny towns and just experience it all. 
Um, and then they're going around, so she's showing him everything. And then there's a statue in the middle of the square. And she's like, oh, that's a confederate. And Nick looks at it and he goes, confederate? So, like, with slaves? And she's like, yeah, that's... Okay, okay. It was just the most... Just very... Um, very quiet scene. It was a very quiet scene. And then, you know, Nick made a really good point. He said, it, it's just so strange. He's like, because I am not around anyone other than white people. And after COVID, he said, racism against um, people of Asian descent is has increased ter- is hugely, you know? It's a really, really big, big issue. Um... So then we get to the scene with this family that comes over. Is it friends of the family or was this woman a family? Now, listen, I know listeners, you probably think I'm going to make some horrible comments about this woman that was that was the friend of Devon's family. But I'm not going to. I'm going to rise above the horrible notes that I wrote about this woman. And I'm just going to go with facts. I'm just going to go with directly what I saw. So this woman and her husband come over. And they're going to do like a a, a barbecue or something. Something like that. They were doing burgers or whatever. And they're all like... I mean, they were literally just doing burgers. And Devin's dad was like, come over here, Nick. I'll show you how, how, how we really cook. And it was like frying or barbecuing some burgers or something i don't know um so they all they make this food and then they sit down so it's devon's mum and dad who are just such a strange but perfect mix devon is a strange but perfect mix of the two of them like she looks exactly like her mum with just a touch of her dad in there with the shape of his face and then the dad's personality it's so it's crazy crazy um so anyway they're all sat there and this woman sorry i did not get her name see this is why we need to get kate back because she actually writes down people's names i just you know go out and drink wine with friends and then come home and write notes about fat cats like i you know i i need some help here i really really do um so you have this woman which we're not going to make any comments about because i'm being a really really nice person um and her husband (laughs) And then Devon's parents and Nick and Devon. So they're talking. So this woman, name unclear, says, "So what do um people in Korea, what do people in Korea think of Americans?" And Nick very quickly just says, "Uh, you know, greasy food and they're all fat." And he starts laughing, and the woman's like, "Oh dear." And then he goes, "You know, because they're all piggy, piggy. No wonder you're a piggy." And then like squeezes Devon's stomach and calls her a piggy yeah that was tough listen there is not a woman alive that would feel good with that happening to them and she kind of laughs it off and the parents are just these I don't know if they have facial expressions I, I, I don't think they actually do or are capable of having facial expressions but after um after they finished everyone was kind of like oh oh then after they finished eating on paper plates um they um sorry sorry um i need they the the guy the husband of that the woman says um well they all cooked so we gotta clean up and i was like all right like putting paper plates in a bin i was like okay so they all do that and nick goes off and helps and then the woman speaks to Devon's parents and he's like, they shouldn't say that. And then, you know, the father does his confessionals and he's like, oh, I didn't like that, you know, Nick said that about my daughter and that's not gonna, um, that's not gonna be, that's not gonna be good. You know, I can't have him speaking to my daughter that way. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, I really tune out. I just tune out with the, it's so, it, he's not the greatest orator let's say that um and then my last line of comment on this this on this chapter with nick and devon was that this was my last note that friend with the tongue is liking the camera a bit too much all right moving on um so that's nick and devon now 
Sophie and Rob the Knob. God help me on these notes. Okay. Bowling. So we start by going bowling. And Sophie tells this stupid story, which I can vouch is completely made up, right? Of saying, well, you know, hang on, I've got to get her accent down. I've got to get it down. Well, you know, I'm, you know, in England, she's kind of speaks, she speaks like this, Rob. Anyway, she says, because the weather's so bad, you know, we have, we do things like indoors all the time. And that's why bowling's really popular in England. That's completely made up. I have never once ever heard an English person say, you know what England's known for? All of us playing bowling. Like, that's just not true. It was obviously just fed to us straight from production. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So they're going to play, um, play bowling. Or play bowling? That doesn't sound right. They're going bowling. And um, they're joined by Ty and... T- T- is it Tari or Tarey? I can't remember. That friend who's dressed identical to Rob the Knob, which was great. Um, and I just wrote, bowling is so awkward. They're all... They're all just sat there with these, like... These friends of Rob, like, really want to make a statement to be on camera, but they're not charismatic enough or ask... Or when production, like a good side character on 90 Day Fiancé, knows how to subtly, and with a little bit of charm and a little bit of pot stirring, brings in what production wants them to bring in. Because production will go to them, you know, hey, bring up the subject of going through uh, Rob's phone. But this Torai goes, so you like going through phones, do you? You're wrong. Of course, my blood was boiling because I hate this guy. This guy is so awful once we've seen him before. And Sophie then explains the whole thing about, you know, well, no, I mean, yeah, but, you know, he was like sexting other girls, multiple girls, and there were videos and all of that. And then they turn to Rob and they go, what? You never told us any of that. And he's like, uh, just mumbling in a corner. It's painful. This whole scene is painful. Sophie and Rob just, they don't, they don't have enough. They, they, they don't have enough to keep you watching. Like there are couples that are just so awful and you know they're not made to be together at all but they will have times where you're kind of like gunning for one of them or like you want them to win or you just want them to get on or one of them's really funny or one's a complete looney tunes but with these two it's just like rob is horrible and nobody likes him he is a complete knob and sophie is so she's she's kind she's timid and mild but also just completely out of tune of what's going on. And she can't articulate herself well. And it's frustrating to watch both of them on screen. So then they have this stupid put on conversation about all of that. The next we have a FaceTime with Sophie and her friend in London. And this is at the point where I'm just like, I, I, I have no, I can't really have any empathy for Sophie anymore. Plus she's, 
she is 23. I give her that. You're 23. We're all dum-dums at 23. So I get it. But she's in FaceTime with this friend in London. And this... And she starts off by going, um, well, you know how, like, I told you Rob was, like, you know, cheating on me before. Well, guess what? She kind of said it like that. It was like she was a pregnancy announcement or something. She's like, guess what? And the friend's like, uh, he did it again. She's like, yeah. I mean, and then she follows it up with, but, you know, he's been really nice. Like, he did book because a nice house. No, production booked that. And this friend is just like, what are you doing? He's a knob. Get away from him. Yeah, well, I mean, he did, you know, he is making an effort. It's just hard. You can't get behind someone on one of these shows that's like this. It's just, it's a lot. Then we get this scene that they're going to go and buy wedding bands. Give me a break. It's not, they are not going to buy wedding bands. They don't have the type of money to... I think Sophie probably has that type of money. But she's sat there getting ready and she's telling the camera crew that she's going to tell Rob that she's bisexual. So she's getting quite worked up about all of that. Um, And they are... You know, he comes back from wherever he's gone gone to and um, they sit on the bed and she goes well, I don't know, like, like, what's our budget then? He go, he tries to be the big man. He's like, oh, well, it doesn't, doesn't matter. You just see what you like and I'll, I'll see what I could do. Yeah, right. Like, it, the bravado of trying to act like he's something he's not is so embarrassing. And she goes, well, okay, like, what's our budget? Like, 5,000? And he, I think he pissed his pants. I think we could see that the, the, his pants were getting darker with the piss coming through because he was so scared. He goes, he goes, do you think I'd be living here if I had five grand to spend? And she's like, uh, well, like five grand on me, like a thousand on you. He's like, uh, and then quickly it went to, you know, I've got to tell you something, but I'm anxious about it. And then she goes outside and she's crying and he's really confused and he comes out and she's crying and she's having a panic attack. And I'm just going to say it's really, really quick. Like she's very young. She really is so young. She's like, I'm just going to say it's really, really quickly. Okay. And he's like, all right. And he's, she's like, it's nothing. I haven't been disloyal. It's nothing bad, but I'm bi. And he goes, what? She goes, he goes, I'm bi. And she goes, oh. And he says, bisexual. And she goes, yeah. And then it's just silence and we see them next week. But I'd, I already predicted, I think Rob is going to, I don't think Rob gives a shit with whether she's bisexual or not, but I think he's going to take this and run with it and act like it is a big deal because it will then be able to absolve some of his sins, right? Because he'll be able to say, well, you hid this from me. You hid your sexuality. I don't know if you've been sleeping with women. He's going to associate bisexuality with promiscuous behavior, which a lot of people do, and it's completely inaccurate and wrong. But I think he's just found something to make her feel bad about, and he likes that. So that's what I predict for those two, but uh, they're just not interesting to watch. Tell me if you guys feel differently. I just... I just, I'm over it already with these two. I really am. I don't think they're interesting. Um, Who is interesting is Ashley from Rochester, New York. Now, I love my Ashley. I've told you, I do really like her. I love that she loves her animals. I love that she's a witch. I love that she likes to go out and smoke a cigarette and talk to production. Like, it's it's really good things for me. It makes me happy. Um, Last thing we see is Manuel running away from the beer tasting and I told you it was probably half cut running away then we go to find something called a garbage plate it's Manuel and Ashley the next day I presume going to order a a, a item of food I don't know what it was called a garbage plate and it's hot dogs and I just wrote here in block capitals vile meat unclear what that was in my notes but anyway and there's like hot dogs it's all just a plate of garbage like this garbage show um and then we hear from Manuel that he says food in the U- <laughs> food in the USA is a time bomb I mean he's not wrong he's not wrong at all and he says well, I, the time I've been here 60% of the time I've been in the bathroom it was brilliant it was brilliant so they want to get married in Florida so they're sat eating this garbage and they're saying they want to get married in Florida so she starts looking at flights so she's in New York and 
uh, flying just down the coast and she found one for $250, which is round trip. And she says, which is so cheap. And she says that she goes, oh, it's, it's really cheap. And Manuel's just like, you know, in, in my country, $2,000 would be a massive wedding and we could do all of this. He's like, I just don't know about this money is just insane. And then we get an interview with Ashley and she says, yeah, I'm fine going into debt for a wedding. Love. There is so much to teach. I don't know. There is just so much with her. But for like going... Because she's half... The whole thing is that, you know, Manuel wants... Needs to send this money back to his family, which we find out about a little bit later. And she's planning this wedding that's expensive with money they don't have. And his face is just... His face, he just is disgusted and she's like I hate it when you do this I hate it when you talk about money about how you want to spend money and you want to spend money anyway they have this whole conversation while they're eating garbage and Manuel's just worried he's just worried then they go to this lake it's called called the Finger Lakes I guess I have heard of them before in that area and Manuel's shock is so amazing because he keeps going well this is a beach and Ashley's like well it's a lake and she could, and he, but he couldn't get his mind wrapped around about just this huge lake. I thought it was really funny that whole conversation. He's like, "Well, this is a beach, salt water." She's like, "No, it's not salt water; it's a lake." So it's like natural. Like he couldn't, so confused by it. All. It was really funny. And then, then he just says, "For once in my life, I'm happy." It was beautiful. He was running in that water. He was lying down. He's like, "For once in my life, I'm happy." Um. So I like his little one-liners. You know, I've said before, these may, men may be monsters, but they can give me a couple of one-liners. And I love them again. Um, then they sit down and they do start to talk about money again. And he said, listen, I, I don't understand the way you spend money. Um, it's a massive cultural difference between the two of them. And he says, I've supported my family since I was 13 years old. And I need to continue to do that. So you know, he was very, very vulnerable and you kind of understanding his story since he was 13, he was supporting his family. It's a huge burden. It's a huge guilt he carries. And now he's in this country, you know, that a lot of the rest of the world is led to believe is paved in gold. And he wants to be successful and have money and send it back to his family. And Ashley right now has to be the one sending the money back because he can't legally work. So, there was a vulnerability with Manuel that I did like to see with him because so far... You know, he's not winning any gold stars with the fact that he has kids, has this whole life. They just told Ashley, his fiance, eh, you don't need to know about it. It's my privacy. So, you know, he hasn't been doing too well. So with, it was nice to see this other side of him. Let's say that. Um, that was the end of them. So we've done, let's see who we've done here. We've done Ashley. We've done Sophie Rob the Knob. We're going to get on to, I think we only have one left, and Nick and Devon. There was no Clayton and Anna Lee, as we said at the top of the show. Or that means there was no Baby Pick and Chocolate. Um, and uh, we've done Sam. So there is only one couple left, guys. Listen, I am really getting obsessed with Nikki and Justin. Like, it's unhealthy at this point. So they are going away. And they're at this, they, wherever they are looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, and it's very romantic and she keeps saying, you know, if I behave, she keeps going on about how much sex she, how much sex she wants from Justin. And Justin is about as interested as, um, as Anna Lee is in Baby Pig and Chocolate. Like no interest at all. And they, they go, um, they're at this kind of winery place. It's really, really beautiful. And they said it's been a week since, um, since they had sex now, in my notes, this is what I have written down. So please, if this is wrong, forgive me. But it says hit total sex count. Ding! Two. Now, I think production put that up on the screen. Am I incorrect? Because I believe that's what happened and it was hysterical. I have notes here saying it was brilliant work. So they are really not having sex at they really really don't and you know Nick, Nikki's just she's had enough um 
I am, so they they do like this cooking thing, Um, they go and have like, you know, they go to the cooking class and like I say, wherever they are, it's so beautiful. Um, And they're going to do cooking and she's discussing like 3am horniness and listen, I, this was one of my notes. (laughs) I find him so attractive and funny, dot, dot, dot. Is that due to my own dysfunction? Question mark. I mean, guys. I, 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 these shows do so much for people. I mean, look at me. I had a great night with my friend, drank a lot of wine, came home, had to do my work, watch my 90 day fiance. And it gave me some perspective into my own dysfunction. This is what 90 day fiance does. So thank you so much TLC, because it was probably two or three o'clock in the morning that I was watching 90 Day Fiance pondering my entire life. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Then they go to the best scene, which I loved, was wine tasting. Now, I have a story about Moldovan wines, okay? And I wish Kate was on it on this episode because she is familiar with the person I'm going to speak about. Um, He was a very, very little man, um, that was in a friendship group and of mine many moons ago. And he was one of the cheapest person you've ever experienced in your entire existence. Cheap at the point of there was a party that was being, that I was hosting. Okay, get this. He was living at the place. So I said, I'll pay for this and do this and do this. Everyone chip in 20 20 but 15 bucks maybe it wasn't even honestly it wasn't even 20 I swear to god it was 15 dollars for alcohol I swear to god and this tiny little man was so cheap he says we don't need to buy alcohol this he said we don't need to buy alcohol because people will bring it so I said right so you're hosting a party you don't have anything for your guests you just wait until they bring it and serve them that and he's like yeah awful he's an awful human being but anyway he was as cheap as cheap could be and he came over to my house once and he brought a bottle that looked very suspect he's like oh you can open that I was like uh uh, no and I opened one of the bottles I had after the dinner finished next day I was examining this wine and the wine was from Moldova and I was like huh never had Moldovan wine before. Interesting. Okay. And when I tell you I put that corkscrew into the cork and it disintegrated, I shit you not, the whole cork completely disintegrated. I poured the wine into a glass and it smelled like pure, honestly, vinegar mixed with rubbing alcohol. It was vile. No harm to Moldovan wines. I'm sure there are some fantastic ones. But this just reminded me of that tiny little man, the cheapest man that's ever lived. And that story of him, he probably was given that or found it at a bargain bucket for $2.99 and brought that to my house. Guys, sometimes life does you a favor and gets these people out because boy, oh boy, what a loser. Anyway, we, who isn't a loser, is a gentleman named Rohan. Now, Rohan worked at this winery. And I put Rohan is a legend and I stand by that. This is the type of side, these are the type of side characters you get every once in a while in 90 Day and they just shine. They just shine. They were made for reality TV with dysfunctional couples. That he, his commentary his interaction with them was brilliant. So they sit down to do this um, this wine tasting. And Rohan said to camera, he goes, he goes, yeah, it's very interesting. In Moldova, you know, you don't really see um, a man with a much older woman. <laughs> he was cheeky right off the spot. Right off the bat, he was cheeky. And I loved him. I want to know his story because his accent was... He wasn't native Moldovan because his, his his accent was like English. I didn't know who he... I, I want to know more about Rohan, though. I wish we could have got more know about Rohan. Um, but this is the thing that I think about Nikki and Justin. I do think that they essentially have so much potential with them, each other. I think they really like each other because 
once again, I'll stand by it. I think Justin is so funny. I'm sorry, I do, I do. I know there was the little incident with the Nazi costume that he wore for Halloween, but besides that, he is, he's, him and Nikki laugh so hard together. They're getting wasted at this winery. And I just think essentially they get on really, really, really well. We just need to fix this whole having sex with each other stuff and Nikki's horniness and Justin not wanting to have sex because essentially they are just so good together. So they're getting wasted at this wine. You screaming with laughter. Rowan is making a lot of comments and dirty looks and he is loving it. Then the next morning you see Nikki and Justin coming out the hotel room and you just felt that feeling. You could, sometimes you can feel, I don't know if you ever feel this hung because I'm terrified of being hungover. I'm a, I have terrible hangovers. I'm not somebody that is, um, and I've had it my entire life. It's not like, oh, I've got older and I have bad hangovers. My hangover isn't, oh God, I need some water. I've got a bad headache. Mine is, I will be vomiting all day. Genuinely, like it's, ter- I have terrible, terrible hangovers. Went to the doctor when I was like 18 and I was like, I have these terrible, 18, 18- because I was already drinking. And I went to the doctor at 18 and I was like, I, I explained everything. And he said to me, oh, you're probably allergic to alcohol. Many years later, st- still going at it, still trying to prove that doctor wrong. Um, but I felt hungover watching them and it wasn't from the red wine. But they, you know, she was like, Nikki was like coming out that ha- that room. She's like, oh God, I feel so awful. And Justin, you could see he was a bit worse for wear as well. And I just loved it so they are crawling crawling up to this restaurant and they get to the restaurant and they immediately had some charcuterie meats and cheeses and stuff in front of them and (laughs) i don't know why i find this so funny and then nikki's kind of picking at stuff she's like what's this like what's like what what is this what kind of meat is this that's terrifying that you're putting meat in your mouth you don't know what it is so she's putting meat in meat in her mouth and she's like what what is this and he goes mouse meat <laughs> and I thought it was really funny I'm very easily amused I think that's the problem with me I'm very easily amused so I started laughing she's like what and he's like I don't know something anyway so they're trying to like sober themselves up and get rid of their hangover and they start having conversations about 3am sex and the quote that Nikki says well you know so essentially they're saying that the night before they'd had sex but they but it sounded like Nikki and him had basically passed out from all the drinking. And then he woke up because he was horny at 3am and started having having sex with Nikki. And she says, at least let me be awake to have sex with you. So there was a lot, there's a lot going on with that statement. That was a very loaded statement. But, um, so they say that and then <sighs> gets onto a bad, bad topic here. See, just when I'm loving Justin and Nikki and I'm laughing at his mouse meat jokes, he then reveals, she's, you know, Nikki's like, listen, I don't care, but, worst thing, you know, were you having, like, sex with girls as friends? He goes, of course, of course. Okay, well, like, when? He goes, before we got serious. And she's like, "Mm mm-hmm. What was serious for you? And he's like, well, you know, before I proposed. So the whole timeline is while Nikki was applying for this second visa, he was still having sex with other girls. And then he says, well, it's better than masturbating and burst out laughing. Justin, Igor, what in God's name do you think you're saying? I kept thinking, hang on, is he then going to say I'm only joking? Like, about the whole girl thing. Like, I really genuinely thought that's what he was about to say, but he wasn't. He was just like, yeah, I've just been having sex with different girls, of course. Poor Nikki. She was like, "I'm. you're lucky I don't jump over this table and kill you. And then we, we cut to next week. And next week, seeing her just so upset, as you can begin to imagine, he's just awful 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 thing to do and say to her and she's packing her shit and it looks like she's gonna leave moldova however she has said that before so we shall see what happens with them i just there was so much hope in this episode of seeing these two i thought i love them together i think they love being together 
And then he accidentally has to admit have sex with her at 3am when she's not awake and then admit to having sex with other girls so it's not looking good not looking good guys but that is the fate that usually befalls us in 90 day fiance all right well those are all of the couples for this week that we saw um i just want to say thank you again so much for joining me and um listening to my red wine induced notes that i made about 90 day fiance um we are going to have kate back with us this week Woohoo! that's going to be to discuss our um bravo episodes on friday we've got a lot to catch up with you guys on um it's going to be great to have the gang back together. Um, and in the meantime, just once again, thank you for all your support, wherever you're listening from, whether you're in Canada, whether you're in England, whether you're in Scotland, whether you're in Moldova, whether you're in Australia, Indonesia, Belgium, wherever you are, guys, thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to go and follow us on Instagram at Tender Loving Care Podcast. You can always reach out to us via DMing us there. I answer all of the DMs personally. I love hearing from you. Um, and you can email us at tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com. I'm going to love you and leave you. And thank you for everything. You're all amazing. Have a beautiful rest of your day or night or wherever you're listening to me right now. Um, have a fantastic time. Fantastic time. What am I talking about? I don't know. But just have a great day. Great evening. Great afternoon whatever you're doing. And never forget, guys, all we really want to know about is how is baby pig and chocolate. Okay, I love you. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.